Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Coming to you live on the Believe Podcast Network. Sully and Stone, Crowley Sullivan, Jordan Stone, and my temporary executive administrative manager, Amanda Boyk. Boyker, do you have any commentary on Alec Baldwin having killed a person with a prop gun on set? I'm going to say I don't know who that is, so mm. don't be mad. <laughs> oh <my laughs> I God. didn't hear about this, so that, for me. Wow. That might actually upset Alec Baldwin more than the fact that he killed someone. You might be right. He's he's got a bad temper when he finds I, out that the badass assistant doesn't know who he is. I need yeah. some backstory. Well, we'll give you backstory later. But Stone, yeah. How about it? How about Alec Baldwin? First of all, when he finds out that Amanda Boyk literally does doesn't even know who he is, will that be worse? than the fact that he killed someone. It won't be worse, but uh, he does have a very bad temper and he would be, yeah, his ego is extremely large. So yes, that would bother him to know that uh, our great assist, our, our producer, Amanda, doesn't know who he is. But, you know, it's for two lines popped in my mind. They're both probably in bad taste. The first one is, you know, at Animal House, you know, I thought there were blanks in that gun. You know, I mean, that had to have come to your mind. You know, there were blanks in that. Came, yeah, know. it came to my mind. Yeah. The other one is, is just how. Oh, what's that? Why are there bullets in a prop gun? Well, that's a good question. Yeah, that's a, that's a very question. good question. America is going to get to the bottom of that one. And it in, 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 in also brought back uh, from yesteryear a very sad thought in my head, which was the untimely and horrible death of Vic Morrow on the Twilight uh, or, Twi uh, you know, the John Landis film Twilight Zone, yeah, whatever the hell it was called, where he, got, where he got decapitated with the uh, helicopter uh, blade. Yeah, that was you know, what bad. a great actor he was. Um, Wonderful actor. Hey, Stone. Yes. If you had to pick a top motion picture featuring Alec Baldwin, what would That's it be? a good one, Carl. I would have to say his incredible cameo in uh, in 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 our leads. You know the the, the Glen Gary leads. Glen Gary, Glen Ross. Is that does that even qualify as a cameo? I mean, he stole the show. Incredible. I mean, just the best. Check him you know? out, Stone. Check what him else out you like him in? Yeah. Check him out, and she's having a baby. That's a John Hughes. That's an early John Hughes film. I will. I I I know of the film, but I have not seen that film. But, I, by the way. The film concludes with the baby being born in the very hospital in which I was born, Evanston Wait, Hospital. Excellent. There's a little insider information for our listeners right there. Yeah. Stone, there yes. are some Can football. Start well, football? I'm sorry. Say, say that again, Boyker. <laughs> Before you guys start the whole football talk, do you know this is our 10th show? Oh, my. Wow. The Big talk Ten. Man, talk, there big. should have been like some sort of a celebratory like arrangement of something. Well, in, in, Alec Baldwin's, in Alec Baldwin's honor from Glengarry, we should have get a set of steak knives. Yeah. I mean, wow. We'll look for that from the Believe Network. Yeah. Hopefully our sponsors will send us some care packages. <laughs> Speaking of which, uh, today's broadcast is indeed once again brought to you by Uniroyal Tires. Uniroyal Tires, we love making great tires because tires are very important for cars. And if you want to move your car, you need good tires. Uniroyal Tires, the uh, presenting sponsor of Sully and Stone. Stone, Thank the, you, pit, the Pit Panthers. Yeah. 
A lot of, lot of, lot of love out there. We'll see what kind of crowd they get. I mean, that well, stadium is so routinely empty. Well, yeah, hopefully tomorrow they'll have a great crowd. They're not going to get a great crowd. They've never had great crowds. They, they used to get good crowds tomorrow. in the old, old stadium that they played in back in the old days. Which, by the way, right. was an awful, awful stadium. That that stadium stunk. But is anybody really taking Pitt seriously? And talk to me about how intriguing this game is. I think it's the most intriguing game uh, on the lineup tomorrow. I don't. I would totally disagree that it's the most intriguing game, but I will say this. If, if intriguing means Clemson's an underdog, I, for the life of me, can't remember the last time Clemson was an underdog. I mean, regular season underdog. Well, that's fairly, wouldn't you say that's fairly intriguing? It is, but and also Clemson, Clemson how about is so this? mediocre in Pitt. By the way, Carl, don't forget, Western Michigan beat Pittsburgh in Heinz Field three weeks ago or four yeah. weeks ago, how, whenever However, it was. however. The Pittsburgh Panthers are five and one. They have defeated Georgia Tech 52-21 at Georgia Tech. They beat Virginia Tech. This is, I think, an actual accomplishment. They went into Blacksburg and won 28 to 7. Dominic. Pitt is, Pitt is yep. playing good football. And that quarterback, Kenny Pickett, he's the real deal. This game tomorrow is potentially a defining moment in the ACC, I believe. I think if that's an indictment on the ACC, though, Carl. I'm, okay, let's, well, let's not let's let's not build this up too much. You know, this but, is but, but an just, average Pitt team that lost to Western Michigan. That you're right, Kenny Pickett's on everybody's All American list right now. And Pitt, you know, it's the ACC. It's the worst conference. I almost oh, I want to okay. say Pac Ten's Pac Twelve's better. Well, let I have me to think that out a little. Bit. Have you Damn. have you actually looked at Pitt's schedule after tomorrow's game? Heck no. I'm sure right. they're playing the rest of the Rummies in the ACC. I have. I have. Well, lay it on me. At home against Miami, that's a win. At Duke, that's a win. I hope that's a win. At home against Carolina, that's a win. Maybe. At home against Virginia, that's a win. Maybe. At Syracuse, that's a win. You Probably. know what that leads to? If 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 Pitt beats Clemson tomorrow, yeah, you know it leads that to a very bad rating in the ACC championship. That's game. an eleven and one record. And then, I, what are they in the coastal? Are they in the coastal or the? I lose the track mountain, of the Atlantic and the, the mountain. I lose. It's the Atlantic and the coastal, but I don't even remember which one they're in. I mean that that league. But they they go to the oh, then they go God. to the ACC championship, and let's right. say they just win that. They're twelve yeah. and one. Don't even get to this part where you're going to tell me they're going to be in the playoff. Please don't get to that point. They'll they'll be in the in the in, in the, the vying for it in the oh. vying for it at twelve and one. Zero chance under any circumstance that they will be in the playoff. If they well, win out, they will not be in the playoff. Yeah, I, 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 I don't see the Pitt Panthers making it to the playoff. I don't However, see the that ACC scenario sending anybody to the playoff. Okay, but no that chance. scenario that I just laid out for you, yeah. if, they do, if they do beat Clemson, yeah, then they run the table, then they win the ACC championship, and that's not preposterous because no. you're, I'm not going to disagree with you. The ACC it's stinks. It's possible they could, but, but even if they do, they're not in the playoff. Who are they going to bump out of the playoffs? So let's go through that really quickly. Well, that's, so that, that's probably where it has two an SEC teams, maybe two Big Ten teams. I'm just throwing teams that are better than that. So two SEC well, teams. It's are not better about than who's 10. better. It's about who the committee is going to. I know. Vote so for. let's just say an Alabama one-loss team and a Georgia undefeated team. Then we got the Big Ten East. Whoever comes out of the Big Ten is going to be in the in the in the playoff. Plus, you potentially have which I thought you were going to say was the most intriguing game of the week. Is it is for me, which is Iowa State as a seven-point favorite over our Oklahoma State. Uh, Cowboys, yeah, we'll seven get to that. point favorite. Let's go ahead. Let, yeah, let's move. Close me let's away. Move right out that of that game. So, so 
Tell me about why that line. I don't know. It's the most surprising line of the year for me. Everything that we talked about earlier in the week uh, on Oklahoma State's defense still holds. By the way, I got a kick out of the Gundy now. They restructured his contract. Yeah. Today, which yeah, is, yeah that's uh, the standard. Should have waited till after. Yeah. <laughs> should have waited till after this game. But, uh, you know, I everything I've seen on Oklahoma State shows that this is their best defense, without a I doubt. Think, I think it's their best team. Yeah, but without a doubt, I think they go into. Hey, listen, no question that uh, that Ames has been a hard place for people to win, and, and Iowa State's well coached. Blah 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 blah. Oklahoma State's better than Iowa State. We've seen enough of Iowa State, haven't we, Carly? I don't we know. Saw if Iowa go in there and kick I, their ass. I, I think that's the that's where the line comes from. Is that the geniuses are saying that this is the day when Iowa State plays like they were supposed to play all season long, yeah. and and that Oklahoma State is due for a bit of a letdown, which is true. Like. No team goes through an entire season playing at level 10 every single week. Oklahoma State, say what you want about Texas and Sark. Um, Oklahoma State got up for that game. They had to fight to come back and win that game. Great they're win. Ta- they're, they're, oh, huge, huge Great win. win. Their Great tank win. might be a little empty right We're now. We're going to find out Saturday, but I love the seven. I think Oklahoma State wins outright. Where are you at on this? Oklahoma State wins the game. I agree. I, they're better. I'm, I'm, I'm just, all I'm saying is that that might be where the, the line yeah, comes it, from. I don't know. I have I, no I, idea. I, I like the smart points. enough to figure that stuff I out. I like the money line and the points. Who do you like more, Gundy or Campbell? Campbell. <laughs> I definitely like Campbell more, but I still think Oklahoma State's got... I'll tell you who I like more than Campbell and. I like the defensive coordinator at Oklahoma State whose name escapes me, who's going to be a huge player in the uh in, in pretty sure head coach job yeah i think his name is smith is it or are you just making i'm pretty sure no i'm pretty sure i think you might be smith. right that's why yeah, it's smith that's a good name yeah it is a good name wisconsin at purdue as the captain likes to say boilermaker football rising like a vampire are you aware of the fact that purdue is five and two now I am aware of that. I think right now, if I'm not mistaken, you can speak to this too. I think they have the inside track. If they win out, they win the Big Ten East, correct? So I, I've come prepared. Let's just play this one out. You want to play okay? Purdue out? Wisconsin is giving three and a half points at yeah. Ross Aid. Yeah. The game I is like, I like Purdue tomorrow, but I, I was on the street today running an errand. Uh, did, what, kind errand? Today. What, you, what kind of errand were you running? I was uh, driving around. Where was I going today? Um, I had to go back to my house, uh, my apartment, because uh, I had to get some new clothes on, some nicer clothes on, because I got invited out on in the town tonight, which is very rare for Whoa, me. So hold on a second. I picked up a sport coat and uh, and a button down and um, going hold out on tonight. A second. Very rare. Very rare. All right. The, the entire rundown has been um, <laughs> erased. Yeah. I mean, what are, it's very where rare. are you going? What are you doing? Oh, well, I was invited out. Um, by a, by a woman? Don't go. No, a man, a, man, a friend of mine. Oh. He, uh, he just which bought requires a nightclub. Us, which requires you to go out and get a sport coat? Well, we're going to the nightclub that he owns. He just bought a nightclub. So I figured, you know, Good I wanted investment. to be in a sport coat at the nightclub. It's a smart investment. Invest yeah. in a nightclub. Go buy a nightclub. I, I have to do the obligatory uh, by the way, Bulls honestly, game Stone, I have to go to for some reason. And that's a good move by your friend, buying a nightclub. That is a, that is a, yeah. savvy, that's a savvy investment. <laughs> All 
I don't know. I'll, I'll report back on how seedy this place is. What's but, the name uh, of the nightclub? I believe it's called a terrible. I think it's called Fame, but I'm not 100 oh, percent sure. Of that. PH or F? PH or F? It better not be a PH. It's a, it's an F, I believe. It could be Fame. an F. It could be a grade of F too. After it, I, I might fall asleep there at about 10 o'clock. Fame. Fame. I That's believe the name so. of this nightclub, Fame? I believe so. Not sure. I will report back. I what will is, report back. What is sort of the appeal and or attraction to customers uh, uh, coming to Fame? One, like, what's the marketing ploy? In I attack? think the marketing ploy is that, um, you, know, a bottle, you know, the whole idea of a bottle service, I'm sure, and, 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 uh-huh. and, 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 and you know, women there to uh, meet and... You know, mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah. Where's yeah, it located? Carl, I think you know my social life is extremely no, I, limited, so I'm really not that sure what happens. That's maybe one of the reasons I'm going tonight. What? Where? What? What's its location? Fame. It's on Ontario and between. Uh, it's like Ontario and Franklin. So right down. So downtown. River North. We're talking about a River North location. Yeah, and by the way, I passed it because the guy told me about it, and there's no name on it. It's like the Bat Cave. I mean, it doesn't well, I, so, those Bat sometimes Cave those like a good name. Yeah, good call, Boyker. Bad Cave would be a better name than Fame. Yeah, I agree. And by the way, for all I know, it's not even called Fame. I thought that's what it's called. I'm not really 100% sure. But I will report back on my evening out. Because Did you say something line. about going to the Bulls game, too? Yeah, I had to go there. Yeah, that's even worse. Yeah, that is worse. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I, I don't want to watch that crap. All right, back to the Boilers. Back to the Boilers. I'd rather be at uh, my big Ross game State. Tonight, Colorado State and Utah State tonight. Hang on. Wisconsin going into Ross Aid Stadium tomorrow. Let's just let's just let's pretend for a second that Jeff Brom leads the Boilers and they're six and two. You want to hear the rest of their yeah, schedule? Please. At Nebraska. At home against State University of East Lansing. That's a loss for the Boilers. <laughs> At Columbus, That's oh, another yeah. loss for the Bombers. Wow. Better win tomorrow. At home against Fitzy. That's a win. And then at home to close things out for the bucket. Oh, the bucket's so great. Now, if they win tomorrow and then they beat Nebraska, you have to think that they're going to beat Fitzy, and you have to think that they're going to win the bucket, which means they're playing in the Big Ten Championship. With a record of what would, what would that mean? That would no, but you've got no because you've got you've got three Big Ten losses, right? No, yeah, but they're all uh, one is against Iowa, and then yeah. two two would be against Eastern Division foes. But it doesn't matter who it's against. It matters. But, but, I mean, it but, does if, it, if they end up head to head. But if Iowa only loses two games in the league total, and they lose three games in the league total, even though if they lose to the East, well, yeah, it doesn't yeah, yeah. differentiate you're, anything. You're right. You're right. Yeah, you're I right. Mean, that doesn't matter who you lose to in the Big Ten. That goes but against a, the Big Ten. Right? They still have a chance of being. They still they do. Stop and think about that. With a five and three record in the Big Ten and an eight and four record overall. They are. That's not out of. They're not. I out mean, of the Minnesota. I, Minnesota's got what one loss in the league, two losses in the league, maybe one, maybe one or two. I, I wish I'll take it on myself. I should be call, more prepared. I, I, I no, should call captain after the the program. He he knows all this. Stuff, well, anyway, this guy in the, the street, this guy on the street to me. He said one word to me. He goes, "I want to say one word to me." He goes, "Oh, right. This is when you were on yeah, your, that's your what I was saying. The guy that I met, that I saw, my friend Dan." Dan said one word to me, Badgers. He loves Wisconsin tomorrow. Loves them. He says huge letdown 
after Purdue's win last week. So Wisconsin's giving three and a half. Are you listening to Dan? Absolutely not. He's handicapping is usually worse than mine. I like Purdue to win outright. Yeah, sure. I do too. Boilers. Why not? Boilers. All right. Boilers. Another, what is normally a massive game um, is when Southern California, and by the way, that's a tribute, me referring to them as Southern California is a tribute to the late, great Keith Jackson, who always referred to them in the manner in which the university itself prefers to be referred, Southern California. Southern California goes into South Bend. Now, normally, this game receives all kinds of hype. Is anyone, including Notre Dame fans, talking about this football game? No, Did, were I'm you not even, hearing any chatter were about you this even, Stone, were you even aware of the fact that these two programs are playing against I you? am. I am aware of it. Um, you're right. Usually it would be later in the season, it I feels know, like, right. and it would mean the world. But yeah, this is the least hype I could ever remember for a rivalry think, that's I, been around for, and a great rivalry at times. Obviously, the Bush push and, and, and games I think it's, of that man. I, I do want to say this. I think it's a bit of an overrated rivalry. Um. It, it yeah, is. It is I have the no first, problem with that. It's, it it's is hard the first, when you're that far away from each well, other. Well, that's mm-hmm. part of the, the the allure, according to the two schools. The it's the first, you know, interregional or cross regional rivalry. L- let's be honest, though. Well, there there have been some great great games, but what is what's really at stake in that rivalry? Anything at all? There's, there, there's. Has there ever been anything truly at stake? Well, it has because recently, when Notre Dame went out there in the Brian Kelly area, I know at least a couple years ago, and they needed a win out there. They were a big favorite, but they needed a win to, to cement their uh, playoff uh, berth. Okay. They went out there and, and manhandled USC. So, I mean, the, the games. Oh, listen, as Notre Dame is an independent. They need, they need, you know, they, there is no backdoor through a conference. Right. Uh, well, know, they, they have themselves to, to thank uh, for that. They're kind of a member of the ACC. They're a pseudo member yeah, of the ACC. Not really. I mean, well, pseudo. They, they're, they're obligated to play five games a year against the ACC, but they're, they know where their bread's buttered, and that's NBC. I don't they blame do them. know where their bread is buttered. Yeah, it's, it's called NBC call. money. USC at is. Notre Dame. Notre Dame giving six and a half. What do you think? <laughs> I, I, <laughs> this what? is a weird game what? that I have such little interest in, and I really thought about the line. I've, I, I've flipped both ways. I'm going to say Notre Dame minus the six and a half. Okay. Notre Dame is going to destroy Southern okay. California. We're on the same page again. Yeah, right. we are on the same page. Has anyone a, a, across the entire Notre Dame just spectrum even considered congratulating Brian Kelly on being the all-time winningest coach? No. Have you heard... A single word other than his sit-down interview with Tom Rinaldi when he when he you know he was asked so eloquently and and solemnly and respectfully by the great Tom Rinaldi about when he was going to realize that it was real. He then went on to talk about which wine he would be sipping that night. That's when he would re- realize it was real. Other than that, have you heard anybody talk about the fact that Brian Kelly? is now the winningest coach at the University of Notre Dame. Not only have I not heard anything about it, all I've heard about from Notre Dame fans is, A, which quarterback are they going to play, how he screwed that up this year, and B, you know, since losing to Cincinnati is such an affront and such a, you know, how could they lose to a program like Cincinnati? Good question. So, so both of those things have been front and center, mainly though the quarterback. I mean, heck, he's gone through three of them, um, and he can't seem to uh, settle on one. But uh, is, what is yeah. uh, Jack Cohn's physical health situation? Yeah, Jack Cohn's not even in the picture anymore. It's, it's well, but like, is he out? Is he out for the season? 
I, not to my knowledge, I believe he's been benched. He's I just been he's benched. Backup role. Wow, yeah. man, what a what a fall! That I mean, that well, guy fall was, from what? I mean, he could he, listen. This is a guy that's was, used to getting benched. He got benched to Wisconsin. Now he's got benched here. I mean, yeah, but he was <laughs> the, at one point. It was looking like he was a superstar. I mean, he, that, that's fair to say he was looking. Listen, he was looking. But, Carl, you've seen the year Graham Mertz has had at Wisconsin. So if you got benched for that guy, you got to really look at yourself in the mirror. That is a boy. Is Graham Mertz bad? What, what a think, poor year he's had. Wow. What do you think? What do you think Jack Cohn sees when he looks at himself in the mirror, Stone? What do you think he well, sees? I think he sees a, a you know a older gentleman than most of his teammates. Now he's probably about twenty three years old. It's transferred. Uh, I think he sees a guy that's at the end of the line. That's happy that he's going to get a degree, and I expect to see him in the business world in the near future. He's sure as hell isn't going to play professional football. Speaking sure. of the business world, yeah, we have Link Industries of Davenport, Iowa. Today. Yeah, I was here today. I didn't go to Iowa today. Rarely, usually oh, I go. Well, we do have Link Industries of Davenport, Iowa, to thank for the next segment, which of course is throwing stones. Wow, Link. Industries of Davenport, Iowa, providing the missing link for you because we want to do good things for you. Link Industries of Davenport, Iowa. Stone, are you ready to throw some stones? Yeah. You know, now that we do this as a regular segment, uh, it's been weighing on me. You know, I need to, I need to step up to throwing stones, but yeah, you do. Once again, <laughs> you know, it's not a great day for, I don't know what it is in me. Usually I got so much vitriol, but there is one thing I, I want know. to talk about. I want to, hang on, but hang on a second. Our listeners need to understand that this man's like the 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 frothing of the mouth that happens under norm, just the most yeah. mundane of discussions. Right. And here I have I've created this you form. Created for you, this form. I know. Just and for just, you to demonstrate the, my the, anger, the the, the 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 just the passion, the eccentricity. I just to put it kind of Friday afternoon. I'm going to the nightclub. What are you good spirits? (laughs) You know, I mean, I got the sport coat I'm looking at that just came back from the cleaners. Yeah. I'm not that angry today. I mean, there's one thing you don't have to be angry. It's not like you have to be angry. I want to be angry. You're right. There's a lot of froth. I do have a lot of saliva that goes with the speech impediment that I have. But yeah, yeah, we, but we love that impediment. Your father makes fun of my speech impediment. He He doesn't make fun of it. He respects your, he really respects your speech impediment. (laughs) He has great respect for that. He has great respect. I respect and it's unconditional. Your dad. Love your dad. Well, I well my dad that. too. He's yeah. listening, which he's not. But he has unconditional admiration and respect for your speech impediment. And Amanda Boyk, are you yeah. ready for to get the two minute clock started? I am ready, Stoner. All right, now hang on. <gasps> Once again, we want to thank Link Enterprises of Davenport, Iowa. Yes, Link Enterprises has done a phenomenal job. Providing people in the heartland with their services. Stone, when Boyker gets down to the count, start throwing stones, for God's sakes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to throw a few stones today. Ready, Stone? I'm ready. Go ahead. <laughs> no countdown from, from no. the ACs. Yeah, no countdown. Just go Just go, Just go okay. ahead. Oh. All right. My first stone is bothering me at all levels of football, in particular, of course, college and pro. And that is the obligatory wasting of time. I stressed how long these games are. Crowley's okay with sitting there for five hours for a game. Yeah, I'm not. I am. I, am. I, I, I got my windows at 11 central, 230 central, 630. I don't well, need, you need these things my to windows. get wrapped up because you got to get over to fame. Well, that's that's a, that's why it's a Friday night. You would never go on a Saturday when we got games to watch. The fame is a, a place to game. go at any any day, any time. Get over probably, to fame. I'm probably one and out of fame. But my issue is this. Okay. The obligatory 
spot of the ball that's just been coming up time so and time bad. again. No, I'm with you on this one. It's horrible. How, not only is it spot, okay, what's but not only spotting bad crowd, but here's the worst part. So yeah. then the spot's down. And then in the pro game, I always go back to the program. Then some moron's going to challenge it. And then in the in college game, they're going to go, we're going to pause the game. We're going to go, look, 99.9% of the time, the sp- here it is. Ready? Yeah, After ready. further review, the play stands as called. There is never, ever, unless it's the most blatant, like his knee wasn't down, but the guy thought his knee was down. That's the only time the spot's going to get changed. I don't have time. No one has time for a five-minute review for something we know is going to be stanced. And for these NFL guys, I have time challenges. For it. I have time for it. Yeah, I like I, it. I, I would I like, like it. you to get into more about your time frame of, of, of your day because the, game, the games can't be long enough. They can't be long enough as far insanity. as I don't. I'm not headed to fame every Saturday night, okay? No, I don't go on Saturday. This is a Friday night rare fame outing, and it might be a one and done. It I'd like even show up. Tonight. I'd like a t-shirt. <laughs> You'll get a t-shirt. You're, you're looking so svelte. What are you, an L or an M? I don't even know what you are. That's a good call. I'm an M or an L. You're an M. No, wow. I'm an L. I'm an L. I'm not an M. What more do you want to say about the ball spotting? That, that the refs stink at spotting well, I, the ball? I agree. The spotting's been terrible, but I don't need a review, which inevitably is every time going to lead to the fact, except one in a million, that they're going to change the spot. Because they're not. They're going to say, it. okay, quarterback sneak. Fourth and inches, and then the guy marks it short. But we're going to go review it, and then the guy's going to say he couldn't see in the pile anyway, so we're going to call it stands anyways. What the hell are we wasting time for on that? I don't think it's a waste of time. I think sure it is. I think it's like that wait, other thing I talked to you about. Out of time, ridiculous. He's freezing of the kickers. Boyker, I did look time, up the freezing right? of the kickers. We're, by we're the keep way, keep on going. Just keep the on freezing going, of the Stone. kickers percentages, Crowley. I have not yeah. seen any evidence that freezing is. Have is you looked? Have you I did. Looked? I, I well, where did you look? Where did you look? Google freezing of kickers. That's what I did. That was well, my that's a reliable source. <laughs> yes. Thanks to Link Systems. They put me in touch with the internet. Link Enterprises. I looked it up. Link Enterprises. Yeah, same thing. Okay. Now, seriously, your, your, your ultimate stone that you've thrown is you just think that the, the spotting of the ball is crappy? It's, it's twofold. I do think the spotting's bad, but I'm more upset about the reviews of the spots because nothing changes. If you, I see guys sneak into what I perceive to be in the end zone. They call them short. Then we go to this review. Hold on. Uh, this play is under further review. Three minutes later, after further review, the play stands. There is no change in spots ever. And it's a waste of time. Here. Okay. All right. Um, That's my stone. You, you, your overall grade for throwing stones up until today has been a D minus. Where was I today? Today, D-. you're a C minus. I'll give yeah. you a little bit of extra. Yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm improving your grade a little bit just because this is episode little, 10. You this is a little bit more 10. passion. I've but got I'm time. Just, I'm. I'm let this, be a segment? let this be a warning. Well, I'm not going to scrap it. It's Link Enterprises. They're the ones that have called me. They're like, <laughs> when are we going to get this segment to really deliver? Yeah. Where is our investment in this segment going? <laughs> Fair enough. They're hey, not happy. Listen, I will personally reach out to Link Systems or whatever they're called. Link Industries. They're called Link I, Industries. I, I, I know. And they're my customer. You think I yeah. would know. And I'm going to apologize to them. And I will tell you this. Next week. Is a big week for me. Turn fifty next week, and it's going to be a. And you got what day? I'm not going to divulge that, but it's going to be a huge, huge stone. Next week's shows is is massive. If Ann Arbor and they they really should. We've got a big. Yeah, we got a big. They're going to take care of business against Northwestern, and then 
it it's as yeah. big as it gets. It next does. Week. That's why that's why it was hard to even talk about these. Let's let's be blunt. This is one of the worst college football Saturday schedules. That doesn't that, mean the games that, are going to be great. Like, that's doesn't like mean saying, we won't be in. You know, I know. That's like saying this is one of the worst Lou Malnati's pizza pie and I've I, ever had. I, amen. And I also want to extrapolate that on how great it is to have the best show in TV succession back last week. Oh, Phenomenal. nice call. Wonderful. Like and that. then of course we've got Curb this Sunday, so we got yeah. Succession and Curb on Sunday. So uh, so excited for that. How about Very Roman? Exciting. How about Roman just calling the shots for the How about we man? just call him Romulus? You Romulus? Him yeah. Romulus. Yeah. 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 Hey, Romulus let's move into uh, let's move into our standard historical perspective segment. What do you say? Which Stone? I by the way, we should get a sponsor for that because I think it's our best segment. I love it. I love it. It's going a good segment. It's a very yeah. good segment. It Anybody really out is. there that's looking to to uh, sponsor a great segment on the history of the game, uh, look us up. So Stone let's Stone. Next Man week, I, 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 I'm closing in on finishing a deal for the sponsor of, of this oh, nice. segment. Yeah. Um, this week's topic, most underrated coaches oh. all time. Now, there are all kinds of criteria that could be and would be and should be integrated. However, one of the great things about this segment for us is there really aren't any hard and fast rules. It's whatever your opinion is, whatever my opinion is, based on whatever the hell we want. And that, the reason for that is it's our show. This is our show. Beautiful. And, we get to do what, and we get to do whatever we want on our show. If you have a problem out there with our rankings, you should feel free to go get, make your own show. Right, Stone? Yeah. I, not only that, I don't think the Believe Network has any other openings, so you'd have to find somewhere else. To I go. think they've got an opening or two. Um, so, not to challenge us. Yeah. No, the, well, they're not going to take our programming window. The, yeah, that's that's yeah. for sure. And we own the rights to this segment. Well, let's also not forget that Fran Healy and Tom Rinaldi have the rights to the following segment, and they've got a great show coming up after. Who's this. on today for today? Mark Kalkovecchia. He's going to be. Oh, wow. He's going to be their guest. This I week. hope he discusses that uh, shank, that double dip uh, and, and the Ryder Cup on seventeen. That uh, he will. And, uh, I'm sure he will. Fran, the and, Fran and Rinaldi will get into that. They're going to dig into that deep. By the way, Calc, one of the great bowlers of our time. He is a great bowler. Still is, by the way. Great, great. Bowler. Always brings his ball on the road. Yeah. Um, most underrated coaches, Stone. Give it to me. Let's hear it. Okay. You want you want the, you want to go one and one, you want me one, you one, no, no. or you want me what? just to roll? So all go mine. go and go in descending order. I th I think that's I'm gonna go I'm gonna go and start go with, start at five and go down to number one. Well, I've got four. I'm gonna give you four. I'm gonna I'm gonna tweak the rules again. I'm gonna go with four. I'm gonna start with the least known to then I'm gonna end up with the with the most known. Okay. So my this guy, I, I just I can't say enough about this guy. He was one of my favorite coaches of all time. This guy would take his program, Southern Mississippi, and he would oh, go on the road and play yeah. everybody. I love he this. he would go into Tuscaloosa. He would go to Athens. He would go wherever, and he'd get some big wins. Brett Favre, uh, one of his uh, great players. Oh yeah. His name is Jeff Bauer. Jeff Bauer, great defensive coach. I always dreamed. I know this is gonna probably hurt my cause at the uh, nightclub tonight if I bring this up with the ladies, but the I always dreamed if I was the head coach, I would bring Jeff Bauer in as my defensive coordinator. By the way, ready? 119 and 83, 11 bowl games at Southern Miss. When's the last you time know, you heard of Southern you Miss? You know what he had? He had a rule with his staff, too, Stone. Yeah. They that? had to be out of the office by 7 p.m. It worked. And Whatever and he was doing. His, his attitude was, we're not, you know, solving the mysteries of the world here. We're football coaches. And you have to be able to spend time with your families. And that's going to make us all a better coaching staff. He literally would make them leave. And, and one of the things he used to talk about was, I don't want to see any lights on in this office after dark. 
Well, how about that? Brilliant, brilliant coach. Great I mean, choice. And I love Great that he choice. would go on the road and every right. Number two, a guy that maybe his, his star power didn't last as long as I would hope, but I love it in his prime, which is Steve Logan, head coach at East Carolina. Nice. I, I always brilliant offensive mind. Pot pirate pride. Uh, 69 and you want to know hey you want to know who else went to east carolina oh i don't know that he went to carolina east carolina but a very very famous person went to east carolina east carolina alum you want to know who i'm talking yeah, about yeah of course i do doug mcmillan lead singer for the connells wow yeah great he, rock band great I, rock i band. wonder he, if that'll he, be played at the fame tonight the, those songs because you'll hear some connell songs really good rock band rock and roll they played rock and roll music Keep well, going. Uh, one uh, other Logan, Logan quick note. The man developed three NFL quarterbacks out of East Carolina. Jeff yeah. Blake, uh, Marcus Crandall, and uh, David Garrard. So that's pretty remarkable. And so then I'm going to James Franklin for this reason. I bring it up, I think, almost every show. James Franklin at Vanderbilt. I'm going to repeat, at Vanderbilt, 24 and 15. Three bowl games in three years at Vanderbilt. No job has ever been done better at at. I just can't believe it. There have been some better jobs done. I don't but, know. But, but I mean, but Vandy I'm going to acknowledge that, that that's a good call. It's just, but, and then I uh, want to finish. Okay, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm ready to just roll with my main guy right here Go. that I want to talk about who just on his, just his passing about five months ago, the great Terry Donahue at UCLA. 151, 74 and eight, 151, 74 and eight. 13 bowl games in uh, 20 seasons. Boy, that's what a great ball. coach. What you know, a the press, coach. the whole press box at the Rose bowl is named the Terry Donahue be. press box class act to just everything about Terry Donahue. I loved. And I have uh, a, I, I, have, I think very underrated. I think he won three Rose bowls, um, right, but I do have a little nugget regarding Terry Donahue. I don't know if you were aware of this, but UCLA during the Terry Donahue era chose the sideline opposite the press box. Do you know why they did that? I don't. Terry Donahue wanted to capture the sun rays. Oh, so he, he always could, had a nice tan. He always had a nice tan. Yeah, the sunglasses and on, and on, on that sideline looking really good. He, he was able to capture the sun rays. Handsome, now, nobody, man. nobody is going to really flat out confirm that, but it's pretty much understood. What do you think? It makes that? sense to me. I, it makes sense because he had a beautiful tan and a handsome man and a great golden. coach. And uh, he's perfect for UCLA. I mean, yeah, golden, right? Yeah. That's LA. all right. I'm, I'm going to just start. Wow. Your list of, uh, of underrated coaches. Great. Great. Did list. I move out of the D plus area? D no. minus area? No, 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 no. That, that's I'm a still, separate segment. You're, know, you're doing great. What did I get on this segment? segment? I'll give you, a, I'm going to give you an A minus. All right. Now we're talking. Now, the, now, mine are a little bit more, uh, uh, I, I went with a little bit of a different approach. And we take different approaches. That's part of the appeal of the program that you and I put together here with Amanda Boyk. Um, I've considered both like accomplishments and then also like stepping into a program that was in some cases like absolutely dormant. And then these guys took them and turned them into relevant programs still to this day. And the first, number five, Hayden Fry. I yeah. think Hayden Fry doesn't get the credit call. he deserves. He never he won a national title or anything like that, but he did. I think he won three Big Ten championships. That program didn't have a pulse. And Iowa football, say whatever you want about it, the state of Iowa 
lives for that football program now. That wasn't the case prior to Hayden Fry coming around. Number four. Hey, wait, real quick, Carl, and don't forget all the uh, the assistants that were him. That oh, have yeah, huge. His trees. Trees. Tree. Yeah, his tree right. is humongous. Yeah. By the way, perfect segue. Number four, Barry Alvarez, who was a part of that tree. Barry Alvarez, I believe he was a part of the Hayden Fry tree. Wasn't he a part of it? Wasn't I, he, I think uh, he on was. I mean, before then, I think so. And then at Notre Dame, certainly as the defensive was, coordinator. Wisconsin football, ever since Barry Alvarez has been a top 15 program. However, prior to Barry Alvarez coming along, Wisconsin was 10 times worse than Iowa ever was. Absolutely. And what he did was absolutely remarkable. Remarkable, I agree. Okay. What he did there is amazing. Amazing. And by the way, Paul Chris is screwing it all up. Right Underrated now. coach, even though this guy is one of the best, just doesn't get the credit he deserves. And I believe part of it is because of his personality, Tom Osborne. Oh, people, people, legend. Yeah. Legend. And people don't really, when you talk about the best coaches of all time, the longevity, the national championships, the relevance, the, those games between Oklahoma and Nebraska on Thanksgiving weekend that were just epic. Up, I just the, think the Miami-Nebraska Orange Bowl, one of the yeah. all-time greatest games ever where he had number the guts two, to go for two. Number two, a guy that was successful at every stop, Mac Brown. Mac Brown does not get the credit he deserved. He won the national title at... Texas, yeah, and greatest great team, phenomenal team. Not only I, a phenomenal I don't know about team. that one, Carl. That one, I'm gonna. I mean, I think he's. I don't, I don't think he gets the credit he deserves. And he gets too much credit. You, you, oh, you do. Wow. I do. I do. I think he gets too much credit. I think he's an average coach. I mean, you know, the his first go around in North Carolina, which was got him the Carol, which was got him the Texas job, and then at Torsa, Texas, he, had, you know, he had some. You won you know, the they, were, they were on his ass a lot of Texas. But they were, course, they great, were irrelevant when he came, when he went there. They, they were irrelevant. Well, Texas is never irrelevant. They were, they were hurting, though. They had some rough years before. Number one there. underrated, most underrated coach of all time. is Eddie I know where Robinson. you're going this. Eddie Robinson. Oh, I thought you were going to Antonio for sure. No, 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 no. Eddie Robinson is the most underrated Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.